Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 1989. I arrived on the campus of Texas Christian University in the fall, and I was a double major, at least I had proclaimed that, English and journalism. As I walked through the halls of the journalism department around my first day of school, there was a professor there. He was the head of the journalism department. His name, Dr. Anantha Babley. Dr. Babley was special to me and would be special to me throughout my career because if it wasn't for Dr. Babley, I would not know about an organization called the National Association of Black Journalists. There was a chapter on campus. There were probably two members at the time. I would be number three. But each first Thursday evening after school, Dr. Babley would put all three of us in the back seat of his BMW and take us to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. This may sound familiar to you because I chronicled it in the mini documentary from the TCU Lead On campaign, which is national. Um, you'll see the televised ads during halftime of the football games and sometimes during other sporting events. You may have heard my name on NPR, <laughs> but there is a, a small video um, that they recorded of me about three years ago here at my home and also at my job at the time where I talked about Dr. Babley taking us to the NABJ meetings. I was 18 years old and I actually got to meet some of the best writers, best journalists, best television news journalists, and I wasn't even out of college. This is a special NABJ episode. I just came back from the convention and career fair where I sat on a panel about career transitions and makeovers. And it's really interesting because I believe that last year when we were in Detroit, when Tyler Perry spoke to all of us, he ignited a fire in all of the journalists in the room and communicators. And what he talked about was ownership. Tyler Perry is a brand. And he admonished us when there are people who tease and say, oh, gee, you put your name on everything. You know, is Tyler Perry this, Tyler Perry that? He said, you know what? That's what Nike does. And you know what? He's right. Today, we're going to talk about personal branding, and I'm going to talk to one of those journalists that I met through NABJ, actually, just a year ago. His name is Shannon Lanier, and he is an anchor in Houston, Texas, and he gets social media, and he gets personal branding. I want you to take a listen. We tell the story about how we met in New Orleans last year at Essence Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Shannon Lanier, CW39 anchor in Houston, Texas, and also Daddy on Duty 365. Everybody, 
Shannon Lanier on the air with me today on the Culture Soup Podcast. He's joining me all the way from Houston, Texas. And he's my yeah. brother, Alpha. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Alphas have been swarming the show lately. I don't know if you've known, but you have to take a listen. But I had an Alpha on last week, Nick Nelson, the brandpreneur. We're talking about personal brands. Yeah, we do a lot of that kind of thing on the show. How are you, Shannon? I am blessed. Thank you. Oh, All... I love it. Yeah. I just love your your spirit and your vibe. And it's very attractive online, you know, and especially when you get involved with your daughters. But we'll talk about that in a bit. But I got to say how I met Shannon. Uh-oh. We were at Essence. <laughs> we're at Essence Festival hanging out with Fitz. Fitz Henley, right? Yeah. Right. The, uh, the world citizen. Who, by the way, I'm trying to get him and his lovely bride-to-be on the air very soon. I'd love to have them both on. But Fitz and I were running around New Orleans um, after one of the concerts. And he said, oh, we got to meet my friend Shannon. And then somewhere, I guess about 2 a.m., we're running the streets of New Orleans trying to find something to eat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And you would think it would be easy in New Orleans, but... Uh, it proved not to be so easy. Yeah, it's amazing how many kitchens close after midnight in New Orleans. Like, Bourbon Street is still cranking, and people right. are hungry. You can get a drink, easy, <laughs> no easy, doubt. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, we've stayed connected through social media, mm-hmm. primarily Instagram, and I've been able to follow Shannon along on his journey, and you just moved to Houston how long ago? It wasn't long. October. So, I mean, just short of a year, uh, moved here in October to anchor the CW39's morning show. So if you are in Houston or nearby, check us out 6 to 9 a.m. every weekday on the CW39. But you can also go to our website and watch us at any time at CW39.com. Awesome. So um, you're in Texas now. Do you consider yourself to be a Texan yet? Not yet, because I don't have a good pair of boots and hat. Like, I think once... A good pair of like nice leather boots, not the yeah. Walmart stuff. Then I can be official. Some custom-made <laughs> cowboy boots and a nice hat. And you know they're very particular about their hats down here. Like you can't just have a straw hat. You have to have a different yeah. type of hat for the seasons. For real. So then you need the velvet type of thing. And then the yeah, they have boxes for the hats. They're, they're equivalent to like church ladies on Sunday. How they take. Yes. Is how they take care of their cowboy house down here. Boxes well, and, all. and you know, Houston is different from Dallas. It's rare that you see a lot of hats, but y'all got oil, as they would say, oil <laughs> in Houston. If you don't know about the rodeo, it is like a state fair on steroids. Yeah. The rodeo is amazing. And it's not just a rodeo. They do have rodeos and all that, but they just have an amazing amount of other things, like when they have uh, like the carnivals, the festivals, fried anything and everything you want, yes. as well as all the, the rioting and the monster trucks and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. Excellent. And so you moved to Houston from where? New York City. I was in New York City for 15 years working in the media and on television in the industry. Uh, but I am a native of Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, look at that. Well, you know what? Before we get too deep into our conversation, what do you say we have a culture soup moment? Let's do it. All right. Okay. So I'm looking through the threads all the time. I, I pretty much live on social media. And one of the things that I've noticed over the last three or four years is the popularity of family-oriented videos. I mean, there are whole families making money doing things. My little daughter, who's six, 
watches a family that pretty much just buys toys and allows the kids to play with them on YouTube and they get paid for it. But even more so, I've seen a lot of daddies engaging with their daughters. And if you want to get a lot of awes and a lot of likes, that's a good topic. And you're one of them. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I really enjoy, you know, just spending time with my kids and whatever that means. You know, yesterday we did an impromptu fishing trip to the backyard. Um, and <laughs> the thing that we do is we do hair because the hair has to get done anyway. So sometimes right. I just throw it like half of the time, literally, like we have to do hair every day. So we don't even get to see all the, the times we do hair. But when we can and when we have time, to do it. I put the camera up and we just go. Sometimes it's a disaster and it doesn't go that well, but <laughs> it's pretty decent. You know, I can hold it down. You know, usually when I'm trying the new hairstyles, that's when it doesn't go so well, but on, right. uh, you know, the old ones and, you know, the, the puffs and the twists and stuff like that, that I can hold it down. I can do braids. I'm still working on the cornrows, but I am trying every day to just make it. <laughs> you know, people are always like, dads, you know, I can't do hair. I can't do they don't want to do hair if they can't right. do it. You can do they anything. Except, right, exactly. Dads can do anything, almost anything moms can do. Uh, <laughs> we can't do it all. We're not as strong. A few exceptions. But we can do it too. It just, you know, some people don't want to. And I think that it, they're missing out on an opportunity to really have a bonding experience. Because even if it goes bad, it still gives you an amazing story to have. And your right. kid amazing story as well. My dad messed up my hair. But yeah. at least he he tried. And that's where everybody's heart just warms up. Now, you have three kids, two daughters yep. and a little boy, right? What are their ages? Yep. I have Madison, who's eight, Mackenzie, who is six, and Carter, who is three years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. And typically, I will hold this for the end of the show, but I'm going to give get you to give your handles now so people can run over and look at your Ooh. handles while we talk. Check us out. I am at Mr. Shannon Lanier. That's M-R-S-H-A-N-N-O-N-L-A-N-I-E-R. That's Mr. Shannon Lanier. And you can also see my daddy stuff that we try to put up, just encouraging and motivating other dads to be great fathers 365 days of the year at the handle at DaddyDuty365. That's D-U-T-Y, just in case. I'm not saying duty. <laughs> daddy. Not the other duty. <laughs> Five. Yeah, not the other one. Yeah. Well, so, when I mean, you have yeah. little words, you just never know. <laughs> I'm out of that stage. Thank goodness. No more diapers. Well, you know what? It probably does you a lot of good because you have this television background to understand what makes people watch. You agree? Yeah. It does. It helps, you know, just noticing when to turn it on. But so many times you know, I miss opportunities because I'm just not rolling all the time. Like, oh, I wish I had that on some tape. <laughs> um, a lot of times it's just knowing what's funny. If I think it's funny, if I like it, then I'm going to put it up. Sometimes I get surprised on certain things that go viral. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. They like that? And other things that don't. And I'm like, oh, that was amazing. How could they not like that? Yeah. You know, sometimes it, sometimes it does have something to do with timing. When you post it, how you post it, the screen grab that you gave mm -hmm. it, was it attractive enough for people to post on it? But, you know, for the most part, I know what people are going to like or what they think is funny. And then sometimes they surprise you. And, they're, and I'm like, they like that? That was yeah, crazy. So I, yeah, I posted one. I was gone out of town when we saw each other over the weekend at NABJ in Miami. 
And when I came back, I was missing my family so much. I came back early on an earlier flight, and I decided to surprise them. So I, I was I was like, oh, yeah, I'm delayed in the airport, so I won't be home till about 3 o'clock. And it was really like 11 o'clock, and I got home early. And I said, where y'all at? What y'all doing? She said, we're at the store. So I ran over to the store where they were uh-huh. and surprised them searching in the store. And people loved that. I was like, really? They love that? I posted because I thought it was cute, but I was like, I didn't know as many people would really like it. Shannon, so that was I showed fun. it to my mother. That's how cute it was. Oh. Just adorable. When you get to that buildup <laughs> and the part where they just go, damn! I mean, that was it. That was the video. You could have ended it right there. (laughs) It was awesome. Well, you know, and and Shannon mentioned it. I saw uh, Shannon at the National Association of Black Journalists Convention and Career Fair over the weekend in Miami, which is just like our big family reunion. You agree? (laughs) Yes. Liz, people, you get to see all the journalists and industry people that you haven't seen in years or haven't worked to since five stations ago and yeah. three stations ago, you know. So that is really nice to see everybody and to really build each other up and congratulate them on all the amazing work they've been doing in their careers. Absolutely. And the organization like, pours into us too. Oh, yeah, and like you too. You know, and it's odd that I meet people outside of NABJ before we connect at NABJ. Um, you know, it used to be that I did media relations a lot early in my career. So there was that. And plus, I was a, a writer-producer here in Dallas at the CBS Turn Fox affiliate. So I have those connections, too. Yeah. <laughs> but this was really special the way we met this time because I'm sitting with one of my clients because I did some pop-up coaching at NABJ after the panel that we did called The Makeover, and it's about career transitions. And I was talking to this woman who happens to be an executive at the Weather Channel who has an idea, and I'm not going to share the idea, I don't want to give it away, but she has this great idea, and we were talking about how she might be able to start telling that story now. And lo and behold, in walked Shannon. And I hadn't seen him since Essence. I'm like, Shannon! So we had that moment, introduced him to Cash. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I started saying, you know what? You need to talk to Shannon because Shannon has a story. And his story really is around how to take moments in time and do them consistently on social media to tell a story and position yourself mm-hmm. as an authority or even just somebody who does that thing on social media. Right. And you yeah. have some really sage advice for her. Yeah. The, the main thing that I think. I was trying to encourage her is just to get started. So many people are like, oh, not now. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get perfect. I have to, you know, perfect this. Like, just start. Mm-hmm. No, you, once you get going, you can always delete that stuff later. Right. No one's watch your the beginning stages anyway. So yeah. just do it. And I even tell people, do one a day just to get in the habit of doing it, but only mm-hmm. post the best one at the end of the week and say, okay, this is the best one that I've done. That's just right. so See, because the other thing is sometimes you don't know what your audience is going to be attracted to. So you have to put some fillers out there, something like a test model to say, okay, are they going to like this? Are they going to like that? Are they gonna, how are they going to feel about this? And that way you can kind of hone in on what you want to make a more specific niche for your audience. And people want to have excuse out of, after excuse on why they can't start, why they right. started. Just start. Just do it. Right. And what it's also going to do is going to get you in the practice of speaking to the camera, the practice mm-hmm. of being articulate in front of the camera, the practice of not saying, um, uh, 
uh, e, uh, every two right. words that you say out of your mouth. So practice makes perfect. And if you don't start to get that practice in, then you will not be anything close to perfect. So just get started. Totally. And you know what? I'm finding it's more and more important, you know, for a while there, for six years, I was an executive at AT AT&T. And towards the end there, I started my business on the side. One thing that I did was this podcast. And I just started. And the reasoning was I am writing a book and I wanted to make sure that I expanded my audience. You may have your why as well, right, Shannon? But I think what's good about what you're doing is you have your role as an anchor in the Houston market at CW39, but this is something different. You get to hone other skills and you get to be known for another thing, right? I think most people are not one dimensional and a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to stick to the lane that I'm in, in my job. Well, that's specifically the reason why I did not want to do that. I wanted to show more of who I am. I wanted to show the personal side of Shannon Lanier and show people that, yeah, I may be a television news anchor, but I also am a father. I'm also a husband. I'm also one who likes to have fun. So I try to show the ins and outs of balancing it all on my social media page. Cause I have a lot of friends who just want to focus on work and anchoring and that's fine for them. I have another friend, uh, Jonathan Martin, who he shows his dancing and fitness side of him anchor side so and i think that just makes them more likable more of a well-rounded person where you're seeing the things they do when they're not on the job we see what they do on tv on the job so it's nice to see what they do when they're not behind the anchor desk and that's what i try to show as a positive husband and father in my daily life right you know i write and i speak a lot about authenticity and this actually Mm -hmm. feeds right into authenticity but you have to know who you are right It's yes, your job title is anchor, you know, over at the Houston CW, but you also know that you're a family guy. That's one of the values that you espouse, right? So when you understand who you are and you can actually understand what your values are, your lanes expand and you're able to play in these other lanes, but it's all very authentic because it's all you. Isn't that right? Hell, that's the other thing. People can tell when you're not being authentic. And, you know, people try to sound all intelligent and smart. And <laughs> But, you know, people don't necessarily need that all the time. Yeah. If you're a scientist or something, then maybe. But if you're just trying to just relate to everyday people, just be yourself. Don't put on the mask. Don't put on the front because people can feel it. They can tell. They know. And that's when you start losing people. If you want to get an audience, be you. You build it and they will come. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. I think that's part of the reason why my heart really goes out to a lot of journalists who've been doing it for years and years and years and years and years. And then they have this dream and they say, well, I've always wanted to do X. And I'm like, you could do it now. (laughs) Why not? Right? Yeah, totally. And so many people... They just don't, you know, they're afraid of the what ifs and the, you know, and and at some point you have to just say, I'm doing it for me because if you're doing it for the numbers, you're just going to get frustrated. You're going to get discouraged because, you know, I used to have, you know, thousands of followers and I got, I lost all followers. I was so disappointed. I'm just like, why? It's a shame (laughs) because you spend all that time nurturing those relationships and yeah. And I, you know, but at this point it's like, you know what? 
I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm posting. They'll have an archive of all the fun we had. See, you know, the pictures, the videos that we're posting. And that's what it's really about at the end of the day. And if other people like it and it can brighten up their days, then I'm all for it. And, you know, I've met a lot of people, especially at NABJ just over the weekend where they were saying, oh, my gosh, we love your videos. Please keep doing it. And it was like reassuring for me and encouraging for me to say, you know what? People like it. And if it brightens people, they can see it and they can smile and more power to it. Well, and you know what, Shannon? I thought of something to, to help you if that happens again. Because, you know, you can't help when you get hacked, right? So I know. Um, I, t- I talk with some of the experts sometimes on the show about the importance of owning your list. So mm-hmm. you've got followers there on IG and you probably have some other places too. But what if every once in a while you drove them to the link in your bio and said, you know what? If you like Daddy Duty 365... Click on the link in my my uh, bio and sign up for my newsletter, right? Even if you don't post a newsletter anytime soon, you at least will consistently, you know, start to harvest those people on the list. So God forbid if something happened like that again, you'd at least have another place to start. And you could say, hey, catch me here at this new handle, <laughs> you know? So something to think about. Yeah, I never even thought about that. That's great. And a lot of people these days are even selling their list, you know, or not even if they're not selling it as far as they're giving away information on the list, they're selling their um, reachability and say, you know, I have thousands of followers that I can email and send out information to personally so they'll be able to advertise to them on a personal basis. Mm -hmm. That goes long way with if someone is depending on your job if they're in a certain field to say i have a rolodex that's very strong right. and you know i can reach relationships yeah. are everything and people do count on that whether you're a journalist or communicator or anything people want to know who you know because that means you will yep. influence right how these social media sites are owned by somebody else and they're really not ours you feel like they're ours but when things like that happen we realize it's not mine right (laughs) yeah so you have to be cognizant and have backups right because those contacts are so valuable yeah it's so true and you know it's important for you to just keep relationships in general because you never know how you can help someone how they can help you and how you may be able to build things together absolutely collaboration is very very key so we will look forward to seeing you more on your instagram doing your daddy duty thank you yes i'm gonna keep it up and actually I just am trying to commit my mind and my life to doing more on Daddy Duty 365 because it's so hard trying to fit it all in. My my, my own social media page is a full-time job, let alone yeah. my Daddy Duty 365 page. But luckily, because of the industry I work in, I've been able to speak to you know some celebrity dads and things and get some information and advice from them about being a father. So um, hopefully I'll be able to post more of those coming up here soon. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just various people. I even have um, oh, Jesse Jackson on there giving me advice. <laughs> Eric, the comedian. Yeah. Uh, but who else was it? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Cousin Jeff from BET. Yeah. Oh, I even had Sting and Shaggy. Oh, talking wow. To- 
Fathers, yeah. So that's cool. So I try to remember every time I meet somebody that's a celebrity, like, oh wait, let me hurry up and do one of those before I forget. Yeah. Uh, I think I kind of had Tommy Davidson do one too. I can't remember, but yeah, I try that's to awesome. fill in and get some stuff out there. Well, and that's, so. a, that's the last point I wanted to make. When you do one thing and you do it consistently and you become known for that thing, people gravitate towards you and you start to get opportunities. Yeah, that's so true. You're speaking of that. I just recently did a workshop at the National Urban League. It's a national convention. I did a daddy duty daycare, no daddy duty hair demo for other <laughs> and moms. So they were able to come, and I was able to teach them along with some other experts I had on hand because I don't know everything. But they came and we taught them how to do hair, yeah. and we did a little demo. For the parents out there, and, uh, and they loved it. It was a lot of That's fun. That's awesome. So at some point, I got to connect you to Nick Nelson, your frat brother in Atlanta, the brandpreneur, because he talks about this very thing. If you understand mm -hmm. who your audience is and you know what problem you need to solve, if you do mm -hmm. that thing consistently over and over and over again, you start to get opportunities like workshops at the Urban League. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. It's a true blessing to be able to do what I love and be able to spend time with my kids because they flew myself and my girls in for the conference and they got to go on an airplane. They got Aww. to have fun. And we go to a new city and we went to the museum and they just thought they were superstars. They you know? are. <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody, I want you to check out Shannon Lanier and his family on Instagram. You got his handles. You know, they're just adorable. And Shannon's a great friend. So I appreciate you coming on. You got to keep up the amazing work that you're doing. I'm very proud of all that you're doing and the you know information that you continue to get out to people. Thank you so much, Shannon. You have a great day. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye. Take care. Wow, what an awesome conversation with Shannon Lanier. Daddy on Duty 365 and Houston CW39 Anchor. Check him out if you're in H-Town. And if you're not, go online and follow him at, at Daddy on Duty 365. Okay, we have some awesome guests planned for this summer. You're going to hear from Abiola OK from OK Player. You're going to hear from Jackie Reed from the Tom Joyner Morning Show. Angelina Darasaw Cheeks the lead digital small business trainer from Google. So excited to have so many guests that are so awesome to want to come on and share. And they're all friends of mine, which is awesome. If you're in the area or if you want to sign up and register for Pluralsight Live User Conference, I will be speaking during their very special and first only Thrive Live. In that session, I will keynote on the topic, the case for culture in tech. Yes, indeed. And I'll do a fireside chat with the Google executive. The conference is happening in Salt Lake City, Utah. Find us online at The Culture Soup on Twitter and IG, theculturesoup.com online, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. See you next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communication. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.